It's longer time. Yay! Longer time. Poems, stories, and thoughts. By me, Paul Cree. Yes, 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 yes. Greetings, bonjour, what's happening? Welcome to Lager Time. My name is Paul Cree. This is my Lagerverse, where I share bits of writing, music, and the occasional thoughts on things. Once again, this week, I'm away from my home set up in Kent. Been up in London the last few days, so please forgive the recording quality on this here intro. I pre-recorded the story on Monday, so that should be up to the usual standard. I was up in the studio this week in Woodgreen recording a voiceover reel. Had a few uh, read of some adverts, scripts from computer games and a kids adventure documentary. I've been slowly trying to branch out into doing voiceover work for a while. And this was the next step along that road. I enjoyed it. I always liked being in the studio environment. I guess I like being in places where I know a lot of creative type stuff gets done. I find it exciting. I had some actual lager time with a good mate of mine, Large Up Ruckus Tea, despite the £7.10 pence pints in some spot in King's Cross. It was good to see him. I'm also back on duty with the project. I co-lead with DreamArts, who are an arts outreach charity who work in Westminster. We're in the early stages of putting a new show together for next year, hot on the heels of the Big Al show, which ran this summer. Um, my little dog Freya is currently jumping on my legs, so before she breaks my laptop, I'll introduce the next Young Unprofessional Story, episode four. Reese has taken the advice of his mate Stuart, and he's trying his luck meeting some females on mid-2000s all-in-one website, Gumtree. I've called it Meltree. Enjoy. Don't forget, if you can, subscribe. And if you want to support the work, there's a link for my Ko-Fi plus some other links where you can make a donation if you so wish. Lovely jubbly. Have a banging weekend. Keep it lager. Peas and taters. Paul. To my sugar land on my wheel, big snow metaphors just truth taught my blood sugar screaming underneath it is 06 rolling on my own, walking down straight on my road, avoiding going home, wishing I was with the cool kids and getting stoned. Just didn't feel that I fit, not a London kid, never never fit in the reunion grad in a career move. Start a salary with a yuppie tip, somewhere in between, like a dream where you're half awake and you're half asleep. Office job nearly always skin, lacking mates and staying in big city, no 
plans Pleased to be here, yes thanks It was hard enough just getting here And now I'm out here, I gotta break the bank Got a pole vault, then pole vault, then pole vault Then they raise the band Belly flop on that crash mat Take a crash course and that's that now But I can't drive, figuratively and I can't drive Literally take a bus ride 159, Cobler Lane, that's a knife Phone rock, not nice Second time, not the last time Insurance line, yeah nice try and Now pay out then, landline It's London life and I'm a nice guy But it's a synonym for the type of guy I don't like to fight so he'll deny it He's scared of violence and he's in the right Out his mind and he takes flight there's often a vast chasm between what my imagination is thinking and what I think is my reasoned inner voice. A little bit like what politicians think needs doing and what the rest of us actually think. Put it this way, my reasoned inner voice is a miserable prick and my imagination is a raver peeled up out of his face in a never-ending hands-in-the-air trance breakdown. I took that dickhead Stuart Simon's advice and started looking on the dating section of that Gumtree website. Worth noting that there was a part of me that was disgusted by this. Isn't this what desperate nerds and weirdos do? And nonces? The internet? Then the reason voice reminded me that I arguably am a desperate, weird nerd. Definitely not a nonce though, but certainly a bit neurotic with a pitiful relationship track record. Even if my ego thinks I'm way cooler than that. I mean, look at my trainers, mate. Geeks can't pull these off. And they wouldn't have the vision to see that sexy multicoloured pair of Air Max and then have the carelessness to slap that straight on the credit card and not think about it until months later. They'd rather buy a pair of 80% off carry mores from Sports Direct and invest the rest in a high-interest savings account. Mugs. And then there's how my imagination takes to the dating section of Gumtree. Every chick's profile I like the look of it creates Oscar winning romance scenes with me and whatever lucky lady I'd conjured up in that particular scenario because you don't always see their pictures. What was always consistent in those imagined quite ridiculous and lucid moments was how those lucky females always discovered to their sheer delight how deeply profound, misunderstood, scarred yet resilient yet gentle, poetic, handsome and talented I was. And of course, how was it that I'd been single for so long? I was a mystery. And why wasn't there a queue of beautiful, intelligent and cool women with sick trainers and a laid-back attitude bashing my door down? Or maybe there was, but I'd chosen them, making them feel so special. So whilst my imagination was having the time of his life chewing his face off, no longer even listening to the music blaring out from the DJ, probably sweating in a corner somewhere, me and the reason voice got down to business punching me in my stomach and telling me to liven up. First off, accepting that dating is actually a thing, and second, that I had no idea what I was doing, and getting females to respond on this website was as hard, possibly even harder, than trying to approach girls the old school way, or the only way I know anyway, getting smashed and trying to talk or dance with them at a bar or in a pub, very low rates of success. I think I messaged nine, maybe ten girls, all carefully selected, took ages, and I spent a good hour or so crafting messages to each one of them, trying to show them how much better I was than all the other wrong and sending pictures of their dicks, or worse, pictures of them from their travelling round Asia and volunteering in an orphanage days, wearing bees with overgrown barnets. I got precisely zero replies. 
reason told me this is because I'm a useless cunt, regardless of how sick my trainers are. Or maybe that's just what Gary said after I told him what I was doing. He also called me a nonce just because I mentioned the internet. Then he started calling me Meltree after that, especially when I told him Stuart had put me onto it. But then one day, a couple of weeks ago, I get home from work, do what I do, and at some point I nonchalantly switch the lappy on, log into Gumtree expecting to see nothing in the inbox, yet my screen is different. It's telling me, you have one unread message. Shit, I've got a message, mate. Reason starts telling me it's one of the lads pranking me, or it's some spam shit trying to get me to send money to a pretend princess somewhere far away, or it's my bank telling me something banal like a change in their terms and conditions or some unpaid fines, or it's Stuart Simons wanting his PlayStation game back on the PS1. But I can't deny it. I'm excited and a bit nervous. But I just look at it. You have one unread message. Thing is, when I read it, it won't be unread anymore and then I'll be back to having zero unread messages. So maybe I'll just leave it as unread. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's what the whole game is, mate. It's not about meeting the love of your life. It's just getting the dopamine hit from getting that one message. But then, what about all those people that get bare messages? Surely they can't all be getting that same dopamine hit every time, especially if it's like what my sister Siobhan was telling me, loads of sex pests sending pictures of their wangers. My imagination can't hack it though. It needs something to feed off before it spins itself up into the stratosphere, hands in the air, eyes rolling back to the back of my head, reaching for the lasers. I had to open it. Hi Reese, this is Alice. Thanks for your message. You clearly like writing. LOL. How's your week been? LOL. I vaguely remember messaging this chick. By the time I did, I think I'd lost the patience for the meticulous research I was attempting to conduct, i.e. reading through their profiles and trying to make an informed decision whether to message them or not, and how best to craft said response. Must have been late at night or something. She had no pictures on her profile, not much to go on. I think I thought she had a sense of humour though, I can't remember. Something was written on her profile. Either way, I still constructed a message. And she replied. LOL. Laugh out loud. Twice. Was she laughing out loud at me? Or with me? I don't remember cracking any gags in there. Maybe she was responding to the length of my message. It was only five paragraphs. Or was it six? Is she taking the piss out of me? Is this one of those situations where she sat with two of her mates sending teasing messages to random geezers for their own amusement on some flipping Bazemore internet man-shaming rampage? They want to humiliate a geezer just because they can. Like what those girls did when I was at college with that Becca girl that never existed telling me she fancied me, texting me and that, kept me going for months. Why would they do that? Is there a word for women that hate men? Is this Alice one of them? Alice, Alice, who the fuck is Alice? Who are you, Alice? Reveal yourself. But then, that reason prick said something reasonable. She did message me back, 
and ask me a question, an innocuous one, but possibly a curious one. Does that mean she's interested? Maybe she's just testing the water, seeing what I'm like. But they say chicks just know and they choose you, don't they? She wants to marry me, mate. I hope she's fit. So later that night, after typing, then retyping, then going old school and pulling out a notepad and then writing and then rewriting and then transferring that writing back to the keyboard and then typing and then retyping into Microsoft Paint and then copying and pasting that into Gumtree and then editing and re-editing, I finally hit send. Hi Alice, nice to hear from you. My week's been good, thanks. Tiring, working at a boring job. LOL. Actually, it's not that funny, but there you go. How's your week been? I felt even if she was genuinely interested, she was probably mugging me off a bit for writing a long message. I was embarrassed, but couldn't pass up the opportunity, so I kept it simple. And then two days later, you have one unread message in your inbox. Oh, shit. Hi Reese. yep, busy too, I'm a primary school teacher so always busy, lol, a little less words this time, you haven't run out of things to say already, what's so boring about your job then, you seem to have a sense of humour, I like that. This was great, but kind of nerve wracking, I was in uncharted territory, I had to handle my next reply delicately like doing the four pint carry in a busy pub. Messaged her back pretty swift this time. Hi Alice. So you work at a primary school. How's that? My cousin is a teacher. I live in her flat. I see her marking books all the time. Stressed. Looks like a tough job. But a good one I guess. What age do you teach? I hope you're not marking my work. LOL. Sorry for my short message. I think I was compensating for the long message previously. It's a bit like commuter trains, direct ones and stopping ones. I work for an insurance company doing clerical stuff, which is basically typing details into a system and checking to see if people are genuine. Just typing that in and of itself is very boring. I'll spare you the even more boring details involving the claims assessment criteria flowchart unless that's the kind of thing you're into. The people in the office are nice enough though. I work in Westminster and live in Streatham. Whereabouts do you work then? I was a bit more ambitious this time, asking her where she worked as opposed to where she lived. I didn't want to seem too intrusive, not at this stage. She'd mentioned her job, right, so that was okay to ask, right? But then again, if I was one of these internet wrong-uns, isn't that what they do? Turn up at your workplace. I didn't need to know the exact coordinates, just a rough location, that's all. It's conversational. Ah oh, shit, I thought I'd blown it already. Reason voice was shaking his head. Imagination had me in jail on the sex offenders wing protesting my innocence to the non-spashers. I'd probably fucked it. Already. You have one new message. Shit, less than 24 hours. Hi Reese. great to know you have a bit of sympathy for us teachers. Most people just assume it's an easy job with all the holidays etc, which don't get me wrong, are great. 
But yes, it's very stressful. It's 11.30pm and I've only just finished my lesson plans for tomorrow. And I've still got marking left to do. Your cousin will know. I love the kids though, they're great. I teach year threes. My class are lovely and oh, it's in West London near Notting Hill. You know it? So if you don't like your job, what do you like? My imagination had been set free from the nonce wing with a pardon, a massive compensation package and a private jet with a literal boatload of Charlie. This was going really good. She actually seems quite cool. I read the message two or three times before I started to type a reply. But just as I was responding in real time, I see my inbox. You have one unread message. It's from another girl called Jessica. What's going on? Who's Jessica? Suddenly I'm a fanny magnet. Must be the trainers. Hi Reese, are you sexy man? Along with this message was four pictures of this Brazilian looking chick on a sandy exotic beach with big cans and bum posing provocatively in a very skimpy bikini. These must have been from her travelling and volunteering in an orphanage days. I immediately abandoned my reply to Alice and started frantically constructing a reply to Jessica, imagination not only up in space but pornographic like Flesh Gordon, that 70s spoof version of Flesh Gordon we used to watch around Big Dell's house, I think it was his dad's. I'd already forgotten about Alice. Alice? Who the fuck is Alice? But then I stopped and that reasoned voice kicks in to ring the doorbell just as you sat down to have a shit reminded me that I never messaged this Jessica chick and the likelihood of this being genuine was about as likely as me seeing a chick who looked like this supposed Jessica girl approaching her on a bar and successfully starting a conversation. And what type of chick looking like that just messages a geezer and asks me if I'm sexy? I mean, I am, but that's besides the point. Jessica then sent another message then another, then another, all demanding to know why I'd not replied to her, one after the other. The last two were all in block capitals with a number of grammatical errors, very slapdash, like any piece of homework I ever did. This was all in the space of about 15 minutes. She was very demanding, too demanding for a neurotic yet laid-back creative type like me with sick trainers. She'd probably insist I wore loafers all the time or something. So I decided to stick with Alice. Lucky Alice. Sorry, Jessica. Hi Alice, I was meaning to message earlier but I got distracted. Sounds like you work very hard. I'm sure the kids in your class appreciate you, or I at least hope they do. Tanya, my cousin, tells me that half the stress these days is dealing with the parents. Sounds like there's some horrible ones out there. Yes, I know Notting Hill. Sort of ties into your other question about what I like doing. I love music. I go to the carnival most years. Hip-hop, jungle, dubstep, I like all that bassy stuff. But I like other types too, rock, even some Irish folk. I like to DJ sometimes and I make beats. Do you like music too? I wanted to meet this Alice girl, now. She seems cool and I could feel it veering towards that bit when the relationship, if this is a relationship, it's a relationship of sorts I guess, takes that next step which in this case would be seeing a picture of her and meeting up for a drink or a date as that prick Stuart Simons and American sitcom people would call it. 
I could feel it looming. A bit of a dark cloud as I'd been in this situation in real life on a number of occasions but could rarely ever close the deal without it wanting to sound like a salesman trying to sell a product. How do I even go about it? How do you even say this stuff without sounding like a pervert or too pushy or too manipulative? But then reasoned voice kicked in again, like a shove to the shoulder, as I just revealed a bit about myself and kind of lied a bit or exaggerated about DJing and making beats. I'd done a little bit of both at Ricky's when he was too stoned to do it himself. She might well think, ah, music kid, then I must be a flipping waster. I've revealed I'm a guy in a dead-end job, one of them skint music blagger types, the worst type of music head, which was totally me. You have one unread message. Hi Reese. if you've been to the carnival, you would have walked right near my school. Do you know Trellick Tower? It's near there. Lots of my kids have family involved in the carnival. Bit too crazy for me. I went a few times and was quite scared at points. I enjoyed it though. Yeah, I like music. Probably not a massive fan like you. I like to have Radio 1 on when I'm marking books. Does that make me uncool? I don't know. LOL. I'm more of a sports cow. I play netball on run. I also like to let my hair down over a glass of wine. So are you going to send me a picture of yourself so I can see who this music maestro is? Oh shit. She'd moved it on. This was going somewhere. Imagination already had us married with kids. But Reason Voice was telling me if she was this safe in real life, she was probably a munter. Or she really was buff, but not all impressed with me. It was driving me mad. Also, I didn't have many pictures of me, at least not digital ones. Had an album full of inappropriate snaps from when me and the boys went to Cyprus that time. The only vaguely suitable one being me sat on a balcony sunburned, eating a massive bag of Lace Crisps. But even then there were still loads of empty beer bottles and a jazz mag on the floor around me. But then I remembered. I had a CD with some pictures on that my sister Siobhan gave me of Tanya's wedding a few years back. Someone must have had a digital camera. There was none of me just on my own though. So I figured out I could open a picture in Microsoft Paint and then cut me out of it. It was well rough but I at least had a whistle on. It was going to have to do. It was all I had. I realised this was now or never. And with reason voice telling me this was probably over and she was probably rough anyway and imagination having us doing OK magazine shoots with our twin children by the open fireplace. I at least had to try and ask her to meet me for a drink. Had to at least try and push beyond the comfort blanket of niceties in the conversation, where I'd rarely ever got past. Hi Alice, here's a picture of me. Sorry I don't have many in digital form. I know it's a bit rough, but it's from my cousin's wedding, the teacher a few years ago. I hope this is not too forward, but you seem really cool. Would you be up for going for a drink somewhere in town? I sent, then waited. You have zero messages in your inbox.
I wanted an immediate reply, but was realistic. One day, nothing. Two days, still nothing. Then after three days, I was losing hope. Four, I was disappointed. Then on the fifth, I hated her. By the sixth, I was humiliated, yet no longer hated her. I just analysed every message I sent her with the scrutiny of a Sky Sports Premier League pundit ripping apart the back line. But ultimately, I was humiliated. Again, having flashbacks to college with that mythical Becker bird. At least no one else knew about this one. By the seventh day, I'd reverted back to a more general level of self-loathing. Normal service resumed. Then I get home. You have one unread message. Hi Reese. Sorry it's taken me ages to reply. We've had the internet cut off in my house. Long story. LOL. My school internet won't allow me access to Gumtree. I'm currently in an internet cafe in Labbrook Grove. Like my old student days. Trying to get this picture to upload. Hope you like it. And yes, I'd like to go for a drink with you. Maybe you can teach me about music. LOL. Send me your number. Alice XX P.S. Yes, your picture was a bit rough indeed. LOL. Clearly graphic design is not in your skill set. LOL. But from what I can tell, you're not a bad looking chap. LOL. I just stared at it. There was so much to unpack, so many questions. Didn't even know where to start. But I was ecstatic. And confused. Shit, I'd got to the next level. This is maybe the coolest chick ever. I opened her photo. And she looked alright. Nothing special, but alright. White chick, mouse brown hair, shoulder length, glasses, slim lips. Can't say I fancied her straight away, but I can't say she was ugly. She looked like the sort of chick I'd imagine seeing in an orphanage volunteering somewhere. But to her credit... She had a sense of humour and she had a degree which suggested some sort of intelligence and I was holding on to that. She was alright and I'm sure she was thinking the same thing about me. Nothing special. The meeting of the mediocrities. It was meant to be. So between my cynical inner rationale and my out of control imagination they were both wrong. Not even close. But then as they both protested I hadn't met the chick, so I guess that was the next bit. This whole process was long, like the preliminary rounds for the FA Cup. I'd made it to round one and I was knackered already. But I was in the draw and the road to Wembley is long, especially for a lower league, probably part-time outfit like me. But I was in the game, mate, and I had sick trainers in my arsenal, and for once I could see between those two polar parts of me both spinning their own convoluted webs. I brushed them aside, couldn't see anything in front of me. But I guess that was the truth of it. Didn't matter though, I was in my twenties, in London, and going on a date, for a self-loathing cunt like me. I was doing alright. This might have been the best day of my life. Alice, no worries on the internet front, sounds like a nightmare. Thanks for taking the trouble to go to an internet cafe. You look great. Is next Thursday good for you? Could meet in central London somewhere, or I could come to Notting Hill, I don't mind. Here's my number. Reese.
Paris. Yeah, Thursday is good for me. There's a beer at one bar in Holborn which does yummy cocktails if you like those. Notting Hill's a bit too close for school. Here's my number. Alice. Hi Alice, yeah. Sounds great. I'll send you a text. Looking forward to it. Reese. XX. To my sugar land on my wheat pix, no metaphors, just truth talk. My blood sugar screaming anaesthetists. 06 running on my own, walking down straight on my road, avoiding going home. Wishing I was with the cool kids and getting stoned. Just didn't feel that I fit, not a London kid, never never fit in a reunion grad in a career move. Start a it was a yuppie tip, somewhere in between, like a dream when you're half awake and you're half asleep. Office job nearly always skin, like inmates and staying in. Big city, no plans, pleased to be here, yes, thanks. It was hard enough just getting here and now I'm out here. I've got to break the bank, got a pole vault, don't pole vault, learn pole vault, then they raise the band. Belly flop on that crash mat, take a crash course and that's that nap, but I can't drive, figuratively, and I can't drive. Literally take a bus ride, 159, cold blow lane, that's a knife, phone rock, not nice, second time, not the last time, insurance line, yeah nice trying, now pay out then, landline, it's London life and I'm a nice guy, but it's a synonym for the type of guy, I don't like to fight, so here denied, he's scared of violence and he's in the right, out his mind then he takes flight, avoid top debt when it's late night, but will get off the train at balance stage, for the kebab place when it's dinner time, drunk wool, garlic sauce, whoops, spill a bit on my air force, office drinks, shop talk, I want to Shops closed and we talk sport Some walk on my mill support Every thought I've heard it before It is still insisting there to be That they lifted straight from a sun report I get bored but crave company Get drunk, dumb fuckery Get paid, spank money is a net loss Damn I could be shoebox High rent, C-tax, Divi license Travel card, debit card, credit card Pennies left, London life a bit lifeless Should've stayed home and never left Trod water, held breath Stayed afloat, swam a length Little fish, small pond Now a little fish in a big lake But the big lake's got a lot of space on I wanna create who needs mates Yeah